two friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. Now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this. Wow. Does it make a sound when you do the reverse? Does it make the frog sound? I just said they slow to make the frog sound. You're not supposed to do it with this thing? This side? Yeah. It literally makes the same noise. No. <laughs> but this is more comfortable. Lights up in Washington Heights, up in the brick of day month of May. Yeah, you know what I say. I'm surprised you knew as much as you did at the beginning. Thank you. I left the ukulele at T's house. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode jam-packed of Now Try This. This is your boy Nick. And Marcus. And we are here to tell you about challenges we give each other about things we love. This week is a special one because I had to do two things because Marcus is a jerk. Yep, I'm a huge asshole. Yep, if you listen to the last episode, he was like, Nick, unless you're a real man, you will not fail at doing this week's challenge, which is watching The Room. And The Disaster Produced Artist. by Wiseau Films and The Disaster Artist. <laughs> produced by James Frank. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, it is a lot to talk about. <laughs> for, uh, first, I just would like to ask Marcus, what's going on? How are you? What do you want to say to the fans? I don't need a play-by-play of your life. Just is there something you'd like? You're like, oh man, I, I was I was really waiting to tell the fans about this one thing. Um, no, I just want to tell the fans <laughs> that I love them a lot. No, I I've been like we're almost at a year of doing this podcast and. Mm-hmm. I've, like, been amazed at, like, the support that we've gotten from our friends and family and from strangers and stuff. And, like, you know, whenever we get a review from someone we don't know, that's so special and that's so awesome. And I, like, it it amazes me the support that we've been getting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now we have 40 five-star reviews. That's not all five stars. We have 40 40 reviews on iTunes, most of them very positive except for people that think we've wronged them in real life that wanted to get back to us. But besides those... (laughs) Most of them are pretty positive. We would love more positive feedback from you guys because yeah. positive feedback makes our day. Positively. Good thing I have that pop filter. We don't. This is pop filter, right? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Positively. So please go on to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. And hey... Maybe we'll even do one of your challenges. Oh, shit. Going back to a famous review from Ambiguous Cloud that is, I don't know how the last time you checked out our website, Marcus, is on our website. Is it really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's right there on the end. Ambiguous Cloud said, blah, 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 That's so funny. That's a good review. Thank you, Ambiguous Cloud. Hey, guys, you want to get your review on our website, please go ahead and leave them. Leave those damn reviews. Leave them damn reviews. Leave them damn reviews. Leave, leave yeah. them damn reviews. Yeah. Leave those leave reviews. Them, leave, 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 leave them, leave them damn reviews. Leave, 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 leave. Oh, I should record that and we can play it every time we read a review. Yeah. Man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know what the Gilmore so guys now. did when they did their um what reviews? They Im, they freestyle rapped about the people that left reviews. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't want to steal their uh, joke. Yeah. But it was a good bit. <laughs> Just thought I'd share. You know, today's April Fool's Day, and, um... 
Yeah, but it won't be for the people that listen to this. Literally, yeah, it's true. I thought about doing something that was like it wouldn't make any sense to them. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, I I've brought, I brought, a, I brought a little. I wood, haven't been tricked, but I brought a little wooden frog to play our song today instead of the ukulele because I left it <laughs> somewhere. Pretty, so it's pretty good. You're on brand. For yeah, okay, April cool. Fool's Day. April yeah. Fool's. April Fools. Aha! Uh, I thought we were gonna do the regular podcast. Yeah, oh, but... hold on. Let's. I'm gonna take a picture of the frog in the mic. How's how have you been? How's your week going? Mm, good. So I went to see the movie at midnight after work the other day. And I was like, hey, movie pass, what is the closest theater that still has a movie time that I can see? Yeah. And it was like 12 o'clock at Battery Park. And I was like, sweet. And I was like, how far is Battery Park? And it was like $7 on Uber. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. I've never been over there. Great. Let's fucking do it. And then I got there and I got dropped off. And I was in, I was, I was so lost. <laughs> I was like, what? Is, I was, it was like near the water. It's really dark over there, it's too. It's so dark. Yeah. It's near the water. There's not a single person in the streets, and it, it feels like an apocalyptic... And that park is creepy as yeah, fuck at all, night. But all the buildings, too, are, like, super, like, modern and nice, and, yeah. like... So, I felt like I was in the future for a second, <laughs> but, like, everybody died, because no one was outside. And then I, to- I, I was looking straight at the building that had the... for the movie theater, and I was looking at my phone, and I was like, it's right here. And I looked at the building, and I looked at my phone... It's like, it's supposed to be right here. I like the building. Look at my phone. Mm-hmm. There's no movie theater there. So then I was like, well, maybe it's on the other side of the building. So yeah. then I went to the other side of the building. As I passed, I found some very broken Regal, <laughs> which added to the fact that I thought everything was dead. <laughs> uh, Regal machines to buy tickets, but they were like old and outside. And yeah. I was like, why do I have to buy the tickets outside? What is this? What's going on? Yeah. What's, wait, this is so weird. And then I kept walking. And then I saw a sign that said Regal in here. Mm-hmm. I was like, great. And then I went through a revolving door. But when I went to the lobby... Usually when you go to the lobby for a regal, there's, it's a regal. There's someone working there. There's someone working. <laughs> there's a statue of a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. There's a movie poster. Nothing. There's these giant stairs that leave up to like some kind of mezzanine. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, where the fuck am I? And there's this little sign off the side of this regal. Take the escalator. I was like, oh. Okay. And then I take the escalator. And then I end up to another mezzanine. And I'm like... Where what the fuck happening? am I? And it's dark, and it's like industrial lighting because yeah. it's nighttime and everything's off. And then there's more escalator, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll keep going. And then as I was going up the second pair of escalator, I saw one man going down the other escalator. I was like, oh. I wanted to be like, hey, is the Regal up here? And But he looked real sad. Like <laughs> someone that was super defeated. So I was like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Maybe this is supposed to... Where am I? What's going on? And, and then after I took two more sets of escalators, yeah. then I saw... The entrance to the Regal. Oh, nice. Apparently, it's in like some kind of hotel-y kind of like businessy like building thing. Mm-hmm. But there's like no. It's so weird at night. That's weird. It was real weird. But then when I and then what's even weirder is uh-huh. once I got in there after this beautiful building with this nice art and yeah, like yeah. fixtures and weird lighting, <clears throat> it felt like one of the most urban theaters that I've been in because there were so many people of color. And there were so many people that did not look like they belonged in that building, like me. And I'm like, where am I? Like, where, uh, where is Battery Park? So I don't know whether Battery Park is an expensive neighborhood or a cheap neighborhood <laughs> because of the way everyone was in line for this theater. Interesting. Yeah. And but it felt like the there, Bronx. It you, felt like the Bronx. And you weren't murdered. No. Okay. Nice. I had a really like I, re- I had a really nice conversation with the guy behind me about yeah. how he called his girlfriend Caramel. <laughs> and she's like, "No, that's racist. You can't call me caramel." And he's like, "No, nah, but you're my little sweet thing." 
<laughs> and I was like, I used to have a white girlfriend and I named her Snowflake. And they were like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I wasn't cracking up. But, but it was just weird because it was like, I had to go through this weird industrial... Well, it wouldn't be watching The Room unless you had a weird experience. Yeah, I, well, I didn't go see The Room. I saw Ready Player One. Oh, god damn it. Was that going to be my challenge this week? I hate you so much. Ready Player One's great movie. Oh. <laughs> it was. You know, like it? You saw it? Yeah. Oh, I man. Ju- I literally just told a five-minute story about how I saw it. I, I thought you went to go see The Room. You said I went to look up The Room showings. The only one was Battery Park, and then you went to The Room. Nope. Nope. Okay. You made up that part. <laughs> I made up. I said that movie part. showings. I made up that part. You said the room. Nope. Okay. Playback. Nope. I'm a playback. That That's day. fine. The the story would be way better if this was a thing about the room. I watched uh. that in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the story. Got it. Got it. Okay. Great. So did you see Ready Player One? I did see Ready Player One. What'd you think? You saw. You read the book. I think that. They they read the blurb of the book and they were like, "Cool, we can make a movie." And then threw up the book. Who's they? Trash. Spielberg. Yeah, that sounds like something Spielberg would do. Yeah, but he also can because he's Spielberg. He's yeah. carte blanche. Yeah, he's like, "What's the idea? Got it." The movie wasn't bad. I think it's a good movie. If I was uh, if I was a kid and I watched it, I would have loved it. Yeah, I thought sure. it was fun. It was you know? fun. It was the people were well made. The people were charismatic. I liked the cast. Um, I wish we had more time with some of the side characters, but I liked them. Yeah, the main five, like the high five. Yeah, the high know? five were cool. I, I just, yeah, I wish there's, because in the book, there's a lot of moments. They took out all the character developing moments sure. from the Because book. these action beats are long and yeah. expensive and, and you like, can't take those out. And they added a bunch of stuff that was like, why? And, I, and they added stuff to make it more action packed. Oh, like it's kind of weird. Like that whole race is not in the book. Oh, how did they get the first key? If they go through, he like discovers that it's on one of the school planets and they build up, like this whole thing is that this kid, um, uh, Wade. Mm-hmm. He's super poor, so he can't afford to like travel. He can't afford to like change his outfit. And literally, the first thing they do is show him sh- change his haircut. Yeah. But he's like poor, 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 poor beyond belief. And so mm-hmm. he can't afford to change his thing. So he has kind of like oh. a basic standard I like that. outfit. I like that he was poor, but that he was like scrounging up the coins yeah, yeah. of the race. They changed it. Yeah. Oh, for that. but that's and not that's a part okay. of the thing. That's fine. Because I like that moment, but it makes yeah. sense. But it kind of drives him, his poorness drives him to make certain choices throughout the story. Sure, sure. That, like, you don't really see or feel that as yeah. much. Where this one, okay. so this one, they offer him millions of dollars, like, oh man, that would really help, but I can't do it. Yeah. Where in the book, if they offer him, it's like, I like, I, like a super struggle. Yeah. Like, if I don't get that right now, we might, I might starve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That kind of stuff. You get that vibe more, where it's like, when he's offered money, you get the vibe that, like, he's, he could take it. But That's in this, good. you're like, oh no, the he's the hero, like he's, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. going to take it, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was that moment of like, oh my god, but yeah. interesting. Um, and oh. so they go through like a Dungeons and Dragons-esque thing. It's, he discovers that it's on his school planet, so he's able to like get, that's the, he's able to get the first key because it's located on his school. He doesn't have to travel, he doesn't have to like search for it, he's, it's right there. No. And then he has to play a game of Joust, I think, to get it. To be fair, because of the way you just explained it, I'm sure it's great in the book, I like the car scene. The car, no, it's just more action packed, yeah. entertaining than like him cool playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and then he yeah. had to go backwards. I was like, cool. <laughs> I was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll spoil this for Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, spoil this for Ready Player One on this podcast <laughs> about the about room. The room. <laughs> we're the worst podcast. Yeah, we're real bad. We're oh, real bad. Man. Well, it's so funny. I've been listening to other podcasts because I'm trying to like expand even further. And Well, I listen a lot. We're pretty good. Yeah, I know. But yeah, exactly. And I'm like, nah, we're. Even even with all the side tangents and shit like that, 
so many other podcasts do that shit too and even worse and i'm yeah. like yeah that's fine we're, we're okay <laughs> unless we go back to the subject at some point Maybe not. Maybe this is a Ready Player One episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, April Fool's Day! <laughs> okay. Well, if we plan it to be released on April Fool's, that would have been better. Yeah. I also don't know why I said April Fool's like a four-year-old. <laughs> April Fool's. April Fool's. April Fool's. We do all April Fool's. I think we do Ready Player One on April Fool's. <laughs> um, and then that IROC guy was like more uh, the bad, the, oh, like the, the henchman guy. He was more of a player in the, the book because, the yeah, skull? yeah, yeah, because oh. he was he T. wanted J. to be Miller. part of the group, and Wade and his friend were like Wade and H were like, no, fucking like get out of here, and then oh, that's a much better story. Huh? Yeah, and so he was kind of like because <laughs> he was funny in the movie, but so he, he was like an space. outcast, and then oh. he was like, oh, I'm gonna help the bad guys. That's better. Yeah, that's more interesting. Yeah, I could see how this the what they did in the movie though made it easier for them to make him a plot point. Yeah, because he, whole... he was very convenient. Yeah. But I never thought like he's super convenient. I was like, oh, he's the guy, he's the yeah. assassin guy. That's fine. Yeah, and also like in the books, it made it's... in the book it seems I could be wrong because I read it a while ago, but it seems like the whole stacks were destroyed, not just one stack. That's not expensive. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like that's more intense. He lost everyone and everything. <sighs> that's hundreds they of thousands killed of people. Everybody. like that's pretty bad but this one you saw her her, him like order a pizza and like talk to so like you had like there were stakes like (laughs) you you met you met those stackers yeah you saw human moments yeah so the room starts off with um (laughs) okay so back to the room Um, why the hell did you give me these two films oh man because you don't remember do you these are part of history (laughs) okay you cannot be a film guy you cannot have be a critic on a podcast without having watched the room i just want to make clear i've never said i was a critic i know i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) do that shit um but no the room is because i am a film critic the room is not just any critic a critic of films i analyze and dissect cinema for people without the time. That's true. And I let them know what is worth their hard-earned money. For example, Triple X, The Return of Xander <laughs> Cage. American Mall. The Notebook. About Time. <laughs> These are films that will stand the test of time and be worth it. But you, sir, are no film critic. I'm not. I'm so sorry. Because you gave me... The Room. It's true. And Disaster Artist. I like your film critic accent. It's nice. <laughs> Thanks. I just kind of got it. Out of nowhere. I'm gonna st- um, I gotta, he's going to come back. No, The Room What's is his just name? like... I, Bobby... Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fisher, the film critic. Yeah. Great. Um, no, the movie is just like fucking... Don't say his name three times. He'll the come up. The movie is amazing. It's ridiculous. Tommy Wiseau is an enigma of a man, and you just really have to watch the film in order to understand the whole culture behind the room. I really wish I could have came away from this saying, you don't need to watch the room to watch The Disaster Artist. Yeah. But you 100% need to watch the room. You do. To really get how nuts <laughs> the disaster artist is I, because that's the only way yeah. you can see 
that it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I originally was Because like, they show these clips from the movie, and you're like, that can't be real. And then you're like, no, that was and, real. And then at the end of the movie, they literally play them side by side, which is smart for yeah. people that haven't seen it. Yeah. To, to get it, but... Oh, spoilers for the end of this. Spoilers, spoilers for Disaster and the Room, guys. Um, There's literally nothing I can spoil about the room. <laughs> but it's just so funny it's because I, I was wondering that. I, I wanted to give you just the Disaster Artist to watch, but I was like, you can't appreciate Disaster Artist without watching right, the Right, which is why you're a jerk and challenged me to two movies. Yeah, that's true. I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> um, okay, so we let's start off with The Room. Sure. Um, a Tommy Wiseau film. Produced Tommy by Wiseau. Wiseau Films, <laughs> produced by Tommy Wiseau, directed by Tommy Wiseau, starring Tommy Wiseau, directed by Tommy Wiseau. Yes. So, from the credits, from the I noticed credits, right away, too. Yeah, I put yeah. Tommy Wiseau times four. You understand the man. <laughs> you understand that there's ego tied into this. Um, My next note after that times four credit is there's a lot of water in these opening shots. Does this have to do with water? Yeah, it's an underwater movie. It doesn't. It's because he's drowning. It's symbolism. It's foreshadowing. Boom. Time Rice is a genius. There's a point of contention. Like, whether or not Tommy Wiseau is, like, a, like an artiste. Or if he's just, like, a crazy man. Okay. So, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Are Tommy Wiseau's... Are most of his lines dubbed over with ADR? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't... Right away, the first time he talked, his mouth doesn't move and the words came out. And I was like, is that because of the weird way he talks or is this dubbed? And I kept trying to watch for it. Yeah. And I never got a clear answer from just watching. Yeah, yeah. But it's apparent that something weird. He does ADR for the movie, yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm assuming he he was like, oh, the way I sound is weird. I have to do it again. Oh my god, that's not bad. Thank you you so much. Ooh, can you do more? Um, uh, oh, hi, Mark. That's pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> just gotta play with your hair a little more. More water. More it water. Look, it'll look wet. No, I know how my hair look. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God. This movie. <laughs> These movies. These movies. So the room, okay. So the room. Oh, you know, I watch them back to back too. Oh, that's good. That's real good. It was really good. That's because really I was good. so upset by the end of the room. And then... <laughs> God, it got all worth it. It was all worth it after I watched The Disaster right Room is definitely like the payoff to watching The Room 100%. Also. Well, some people love The Room. Yeah. Some people love it straight up. Yeah, yeah. Some people do. But they love it like no one thinks The Room is a great movie. People love The Room because they think that it's like terrible but like great in its terribleness and like... I don't know. I was mad by the end. You were angry at The yeah, Room? I was mad. I was yeah. like, this is a waste. My <laughs> So, so after... I'm just sitting there waiting for the breast cancer. It just never comes up. <laughs> well, that's... So, so much of the movie... It's so funny like... because everything was super apparent that they made fun of, too. Because yeah. I, I took my notes, but I'm not going to go through them because the Zestros made fun of every single one of my notes. I was like, why is he fucking your belly button? Oh, okay. I got it. I understand. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. sees this. Yeah. This but, that, but that's so funny. That's so, like... Watching the artists like... They do hit on all the the classic scenes of the movie, while also adding the the layer of like what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, the mythos and fucking crazy, and also telling a story about like two friends. You know, that's what you can call it. (laughs) 
I would I would argue that Greg and Tommy are friends now. Maybe they weren't at this time. But uh definitely now. Oh, my note after the water is edits don't match right away. <laughs> there was what one moment when he was literally his mouth wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't that it was it wasn't moving. Uh-huh. It was closed and he was turning away and he talked to her. Yeah. In like the first one minute and I'm like What? It wasn't even a good piece of dialogue. It didn't even make sense. Why did they do it like that? It's so crazy. Who edited this movie? I don't know. Because uh, from the disaster, it seems like he fired everybody. everybody. <laughs> so who the fuck edited it? Did he uh, edit it himself? Like, I don't know. Not. He's not smart enough. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he is. My next note just says red dress question mark. I think I was just confused. By the red dress? There's so many question marks in my notes, dude. Okay. Yeah, we can talk. Let's talk about all the question marks and all the questions you have. Because it's like... Great. We're in the first minute. He got... He, she got... Okay. She has a dress We on. don't have to talk about, like, what I saw as a character, because it's just, you know it or you don't. Like, this, yeah. you have to, ex- I can't explain it. Yeah. I can't explain this main actress. Yeah. I can't explain anybody. <laughs> but we can't talk about the plot. Uh, sort of. <laughs> he gave her a red dress. As yeah, a so he buys her a red dress as a present. I don't know why. Just, I think, well, I think from his point of view, from Tommy's point of view, when writing the movie... <laughs> He wanted to show that he was giving her everything. Like, he was giving her the world. Oh my god, you you picked this movie apart. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so... But... And so... Like, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I'm sitting but, here thinking... But, as you're explaining that, yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't make it good because you can it explain make it. It doesn't... No, it's not good. But that makes sense. But, um... But also, the little fucking boy is there. Denny... Oh my god. Wait, is his name Danny or Danny? Danny. Not Denny. Danny. No, it's Denny. No, it's Danny. Everyone says Denny the whole time. <laughs> you cannot... No, fuck you. Fuck you, Marcus. His name is not Danny. It's, it's Denny. Danny. It's Denny. Oh my god. What do they say the whole movie? Danny. Denny. Johnny says Denny, but... And everyone else follows suit. Okay. Because they were probably confused. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, is it Denny or Danny? I'm going to look right This scene, I'm going to see Denny. This scene, I'm going to see Danny. I'm going to see Oh my god, it could be Denny. I'm going to look right You have me questioning it, man. Because what do do you hear when you hear him, Denny? Now I hear Denny. Denny. Is it Danny? I'm going to let you get there. Oh, it's Denny. Damn it. I did not figure it out. Uh, Denny. Oh my god, totally is Denny. That's so funny. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I thought it was Denny. <laughs> um, what up? Chris R. <laughs> Chris R. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know there was a Zach... character named Chris R. And there's no other Chris's in the whole fucking movie. I love. Why do you need to I differentiate? I love that movie. When I love the moment in the desert, Greg was like, "Why is he Chris? R? Okay, he's just Chris. Oh, because he's Chris R. He's that's what his name is. Oh, come on, let's do a scene." I didn't realize that was Zach Efron to the end. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love that it was Zach Efron. And I was like, why is Zach Efron here? He was like, oh, yeah, I was in this movie. I played the game. What? <laughs> he was so different. Okay, so they get a red dress, and then he shows... A kid just... A, a kid. A 25-year-old man walks in the door and acts like a child. Who the fuck is this kid? How old is he? We don't find out until three-fourths of this movie. Yes. And even then, it still barely makes sense. It doesn't make sense. But in this moment, just a kid walks... A kid... A 25-year-old kid walks in, uh, makes a weird pass at Lisa. Oh, it's and so then, creepy. And then they're like, all right, Denny, we're going to go upstairs. And then he awkwardly eats an apple. Sorry. That was beautifully reproduced by the kid from The Hunger Games. <laughs> He's just like... <sighs> yeah, it was. Because it's so weird. And then Denny follows them up. 
And plays a pillow fight. They start with like Lisa it's and obvious that Lisa and Johnny are about to fuck. Yeah. in the bed. Also, what kind of this is a weird house with yeah. this weird staircase? Everyone just comes in and out. Also, like, dude, so many. It, oh it my makes god, no sense. people go there to fuck. Yeah, that's the fuck. They house. have those two friends that came, those two friends that came there. Yeah, Mike and somebody. Who the fuck are they? They literally they don't do shit the whole movie. They don't do anything. They the whole just show movie. up to fuck. They showed up, and he to makes fuck. weird faces while he's getting a blowjob. He's like, oh. Uh, 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 it's like, have you never gotten a blowjob before? Oh, ever? Actually, oh wow, my, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. I would have loved to see that scene in the Disaster Artist because I was like, two is fun, three is a crowd. Then he go. <laughs> <laughs> but like that scene where he's getting a blowjob for like way too long in the movie, yeah. and they zoom in on his face and he's making all these comedic faces. Like, whose idea was that? Did no one like give him direction? Like what the fuck was happening? That's I wanted to see. Well, that now we know. Now we know nothing was happening. Yeah, I know. The whole time, no one was directing anything. No one was directing anything. It was a yeah. fucking madhouse. Yeah, but um, um after Denny awkwardly, <laughs> Denny, Denny awkwardly almost watches them fuck. Yeah. And they do fuck for a very long period of time. Holy shit! Like the sex scene in the first sex scene is nuts. Like it is, it lasts way too long. I have one note that says twenty six minutes in, and there've been three love scenes. Yeah, and then right after that, I say thirty one minutes fourth love scene. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fucking sex scenes in this movie, yeah. and you see Lisa's tits for so much of the movie. Like I am so surprised. <laughs> like. Why are you showing so much tit? And it's not like hot. Like, it's not like, Tommy's yeah, ass. this is sexy. Yeah, you see so much of Tommy's ass. No, that's how movie, my ass. But, you know, it's funny because um, I wonder where that mentality comes from. Because in early, like, in a lot of 80s action films, there's a lot of, like, man ass in them. And that surprised me. Um, oh, maybe the censors just waved it being NC-17 for man ass or something. Oh, maybe. I bet it's a correlation. After during the after the sex when you see him naked, I, my note says Tommy's comfort naked reminds me of Zach. <laughs> In that moment, I was like, oh, Johnny Zach, Johnny's straight up Zach. Zach is our roommate. He likes to be naked. Um, yeah. And then he, and then after they fuck, Johnny asked Lisa, "Did you like last night?" And that reinforced the fact that it was like Zach. Because I could picture him saying that after sex. <laughs> Did, you, Did like you like last, last night? Wait, while they're in bed, he says that. Yeah, the first time they fuck. At uh, the end, after. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, why? Why were these choices made? What? What is going on? Let's just talk about Lisa for she a second so because in this moment, in this moment, she's all lovey dovey with Johnny, yeah. and then her mom comes and she's like, "No, I hate him. He's boring." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And or also, the argument that was that, that, was that Tommy's intention to make it feel like he, it came out of nowhere, also as a viewer, to show how blindsided Johnny was. Wow. Wow. Almost slept the shit out. Of <laughs> oh my how, god! How great of a director! You better keep doing this this whole time, or else I'm vastly disappointed. So he says he's boring, and then I said he's boring. You're boring. Yeah. I wrote a joke in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, you find out that Lisa is in love with Mark. How do you find out? Because she says so. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Mark, I want to fuck you because I love you." Is basically what she says. Yeah. And he's like, "No, Johnny's my friend." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, come on, I love you." And he's like, "No, Johnny's my friend." And then they said, "Fuck." Yeah. 
You gotta ask twice. That was all of it. There was no fighting. There was no like. She forced himself on him, and he just kind of yeah. went with it. I know. Like, I hate cheating things, but this was not a cheating thing. <laughs> this was like... Uh, what, what, what do I compare this to? This was like... This was like two dogs smelling each other's asses and thinking they're bad, but then thinking, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, what? Like, I don't... There was no like, point what? to the cheating at all, other than her telling us that, like, I am not happy. And then Mark, there was no friendship there there was no there was no friendship there was no love for lisa there was no interest in the sex (laughs) (laughs) there was no anything it blew my mind (laughs) and then after that was the flower scene yeah oh man um which is arguably one of the greatest scenes in the movie here's one thing that i kind of do love about this movie yeah Uh, time was so was kind of smart for doing he wanted Johnny to be the all-American man that everyone loves. Yeah. So every time he walks into a place, <laughs> everyone knows him. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, hi, Johnny. And he's like, hi. It happens here. It happens yeah. at the coffee shop. It happens with all his friends. And I was like... Every single time. I was time. like, that's kind of smart. I like that. <laughs> that one, I was like... I dig it. He went above and beyond to make sure that we knew as a viewer that... Oh, like, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. That everyone loves Johnny. Everyone knows it's Johnny. I didn't know it was you. How do you not see this fucking dude? How do you not notice him? I didn't, oh, it's yeah. like it's so gonna be really unique. hard just not to keep reproducing the jokes from the disaster artist. Of course, too, no, it's what, just true because it's, it's so, so true. right. It's so right. Everything's true. The um, so this movie's been talked about on every fucking podcast on everything. So it's like so hard not to point the same things out. So the first love scene, they have the roses. Yeah, and then he goes and buys more roses, and then they have another love scene with more roses. My question is. <laughs> You need to have the romance. Here's my question. What's more romantic than a rose? How often does he buy roses? <laughs> every day? Is roses an everyday thing? Maybe. He's, he, that's Once how a romantic of a guy he is. He's all about those roses. Oh, hi, Lisa. I have roses for you. <laughs> oh, hi. I love that he says that like so oh, many hi. times. So many times so many throughout times the movie. That it would have to be a joke, right? Yeah. Like, you just saw Disaster Artist. is like... Okay, you're exaggerating way too much. He obviously said it once or twice. No, he says it every so time. many times. Every time. Ha, every time ha, he enters the room. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what is this movie? His laugh is the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. And then after the 26 minutes, three love scenes, I have, I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. What? <laughs> I'm dying. Lisa, or Lisa, I'm dying. Oh my god, mom, you're not dying. It's like, no, I got to test yourself back. No, I, 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 have breast I am dying. I have breast cancer. And then he says, well, they're killing people every day. Anyway, I hate John. Yeah, and I'm like, what? It just happened. <laughs> like, I like the mom. Like, she's trying. Like, she's the only she's one that trying. I was like, she's even like, she's acted before. <laughs> no one else seemed that way. I mean, but the dryness did. that she delivered the, the line that she has cancer. Now I, we know, though. Now we know. The truth because yeah. of the movie disaster yeah. but in that moment i was like what i have cancer i got the testers back i, I definitely have breast cancer it's i definitely have breast cancer i, wrote <laughs> I definitely i have definitely breast have breast cancer. <laughs> lisa i definitely oh that was a better line that was you did. did you did too good oh of my God. reading. lisa i definitely have breast cancer no that's still bad i it's can't so do it as bad as she did can't do it it's, it's bad she it's said it so plainly it's so funny because it's like uh, in acting, I feel like some sometimes it's hard to act poorly. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, to act poorly on purpose. Because it's hard to just capture that real, like, ignorance. And then after, <laughs> after that was the blowjob scene. Yeah. And then I said, who are these people? Because <laughs> they didn't... Because they two didn't... Two guys, two people, a guy and a girl, come into the fucking apartment and just... Get a blowjob. He gets a blowjob. They, they haven't been introduced before. We don't know who they are. They don't say. They don't say out loud. Thank God Johnny lets us crash here. No. Nope. They don't. They don't. Nothing. For all we know, they could have broken into the home. And then three fourths of the way later, I love that the mom says something. The mom is my spirit animal because she keeps <laughs> saying what I'm thinking. Because at one point she's like, "Why do people just keep coming in and out of your house?" <laughs> and Lisa's like, "Mom, shut up." But it's so funny because. Tommy included also, yeah. a couple of lines like that. Like there's like later on in the movie, they go and play football in tuxedos for no reason. Where? Okay, hold on. No, you you but, cannot. No, but, no, 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 but, but the you guy says pass over. But the guy thing. says, "Why are we playing?" The, the therapist guy. He goes, "Why are you playing football in tuxes? That doesn't make sense." I didn't realize he was a therapist <laughs> until I watched the disaster artist. There was nothing in the room that made me know that he was a therapist. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Did they say it? I think they said it in their first conversation. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's so weird. But he just points it out. And there was some, yeah, and he, I feel like he pointed out something Marcus. else later on. But Okay, I need you to explain to me. Yeah. I get that football is some kind of metaphor in this movie. Or a theme that keeps coming back. Fine, I'll accept it. I don't think it but, is. <laughs> well, it comes away three times. They keep, Daddy keeps trying to play football. It's a metaphor. Whatever. Or... Whatever. I'm going to accept, I, I, but I'll accept the football. I think you just like... I'm going to accept the football. <laughs> yeah, accept the football. Sure. Why the fuck are they wearing tuxedos? I don't... When do they put them on, and why does Mark come in cleanly shaven, and he's like, I'm wearing tux now, bitches. It was a big character moment for Mark, okay? He went to... Okay, he went through a lot of changes. It's a metaphor. A big metaphor for a big change. <laughs> Can you say I'm tearing me? You're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh god. Oh my god. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Dude should have cast you. I know. I could have done this movie, uh, but you know they never cast me in anything. I mean, we'll get to it. Fucking James Franco was. He's so. He's perfect. He did such an amazing job as he's... Tommy. From he, like, just the way, he, just essence. the way he rests his face, yeah, is spot. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, is perfect. Yeah. Okay, so my notes stop there because my last night is W H dot dot dot. I just saw you. What are you talking about? <laughs> is what Mark said. Where Lisa. did you watch? You do you watch this at home or did you try watching it on a train? At home. Okay. There's so many sex scenes. I was like, I wonder if Nick's gonna watch this train. I'm not gonna say anything. Because it'll be hilarious if he does. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> um, but no. I, uh, so, again, Mark just keeps like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? No, Johnny's my friend. And then fucks her. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It makes no sense. They had a weird and then sex the, scene. And there's never like an aftermath of the sex scene that like, yeah. oh, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Nope. No. It just goes to the uh, next scene. Apparently, he felt so awkward with the sex scene, he didn't want to take off his pants. Because Tommy originally wanted him to take off his pants during the sex scene. Why would he even need, he was need like, to no, take I off his pants? Do that. I don't know. Because it's more ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And then he was like, no, I don't want to do that. I feel very uncomfortable doing that. So they had sex scene where he kept his pants on the whole time. 
I didn't even take note of that because everything was so awkward. <laughs> and they had no chemistry that I was just like, okay. There's no chemistry between, like, anybody in this movie. To be fair, I think there is some chemistry. Between Chris R. and Denny? I think so, too. <laughs> I was going to say Johnny and Denny. <laughs> oh, some Johnny and Denny? Going on. Yeah. yeah, there's something weird. Yeah, that was weird. It's like... And then you find out later in the he's movie gonna that... He's a father figure he's, to he's this kid. He's a father kid, figure to this kid that's in college. But he's also saying that he's, like, the same age as everyone, kind of. Yeah. It was just weird. I don't know. It was it was just weird. The whole thing was Because it's like, the kid is like 26 year old. 26 years old. How old is Lisa? Like, 30? Like, why are they a father figure and mother figure to this kid? I think age is an abstract <laughs> representation. Okay, that's fair. In Tommy's head. I think it is. I don't... I think you're as old as you feel. (laughs) I'm at at a loss for words because we can start talking about disaster artists in a bit. But like, what were your what were some things that stood out in the room and like what were what did you think was going on? No, what I thought was going on was you trolling me. Like this is a waste of my time. Yeah. What? Who? Where? Who? What? When? Where? Why? There was one. There was okay. The party. I just need to go with the party real quick. Yeah. This party goes on for a good 10 minutes of the movie, right? Uh-huh. They cut away to B-roll to transition to a new scene <laughs> six times during the party. And then there was a moment where him and Johnny fight. Mm. And then they resolve. And then he starts groping Lisa on the dance floor. And then they fight again. Yeah. And I was like... Uh, they were literally like... They were literally like on top of each other on the dance floor, and then to- and then Johnny is like, "What are you doing?" And Lisa's like, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> and we I was like, sh- "You're at his birthday party. I know that you threw." Ultimate and two betrayal. seconds go, and then two seconds ago, you're like, "I'm pregnant," and then down some champagne. And I'm like, "What? Are you- Where what was is that this- pregnancy? Was it real? Was it not?" No, like- they literally said it was fake. They okay, said that, yeah, yeah. but like, but like, it was so if random. If you're gonna lie, sell it. But it just felt so out of nowhere, and I was like. But also, yeah, because Tommy, or Johnny said it. Yeah. Johnny was like, we're expecting. <laughs> but I got an announcement. We're expecting. But also, it's so funny that, like, uh, her whole plan, this guy is giving her everything. And her whole plan is to, uh, in the beginning, was to say that he hit her. And no, it's so funny because, oh like, God, no one believes her. Yeah. Not a single person's like, oh, wow, he hit you? I'm so sorry. Everyone's Mom, like, no, he's a great Mom. guy. Okay, so, so there's this moment where... He, she's like, hey, have a drink with me. He's like, I don't drink it. And she's like, come on. And then he drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> really? As a non-drinker? Yeah, that's how to do it. Yeah. Mm. Pour the drink, then you gotta drink it. Yeah. But then, the next day, she tells her mom, like, oh yeah, uh, Johnny drank the other day, even though he doesn't drink, and then he hit me. And her mom's and like, mom's like, shut up. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Johnny gives you everything. Johnny's a sweetheart. He would never do that. Yeah, she's like, Johnny would never do that. You're an idiot. Get out of here. And she's like, fuck. And then Fine. she says it to her friend, too. She yeah. tries, and then her friend's like, something else is going on. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Who you fucking? <laughs> and she's like, Mark. And, he's like, and she's like, you shouldn't do that. There's her friend, a, her there's a scene. good for a second. There's a scene where the friend is like, uh, where she's like, Mark just like is putting on clothes, and they obviously just fought. Oh, And my the friend God. walks no. in, she's Here's like, who's the, this guy? <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a knock. There. Okay. Is that during the party? As before. Okay, so so they're there. 
they take off. She's like, I have something to show you. I think it's that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she takes her off her shirt, and he takes his shirt off, and then they start making out, and then there's a knock on the door. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and then they start putting the shirts back on, and halfway, when they're very slowly, put they're so they're, they're not like they're, like, like they're caught right like he's like, oh, I gotta make sure my sleeves are right. <laughs> shirt the slowest and then way. he's halfway uh, done and then she opens the door and he's like no wait and he doesn't hurry up at all <laughs> and he like is still halfway and then she walks in and it's like why'd you open the door why even just a minute is less suspicious yeah. than her walking in with you both still putting on your shirts yeah. that could have been johnny <laughs> that could have been denny they could have oh my god let's talk about denny denny and chris r chris r hey you got my money I just, I just need two minutes. You, you need two minutes to give me my money? Yeah. You need two... Oh, it's five minutes, man. Five minutes. I'm gonna kill you. What? Chris R is the best. What was this scene? The, he's the what best was this part. happening? What? This was so... This was like a D storyline that yeah. never came back, yeah. but was so intense. But also, like, we don't know how, how old this kid is. But also... And the that, fact that he's dealing drugs, it's like... Is he though? Is he? What is happening? And also, that is not how to. How dis- did he even get into that this? That is not position. how to disarm a guy with a gun to someone's head. <laughs> Mark and Johnny just not even tackle him; they just pick him off. Yeah. of Denny, and yeah. he's like, and because I was like, oh no, <laughs> and then they throw him into the hallway. It's like cops got him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what cops? Like what cops? I also love the scene after, right after where they're like the mom and Lisa are confronting. Um, Denny. Oh. What kind of name is Denny? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Denny. Uh, and they're like, what are you doing? You're crazy. What kind of money? And they're like, start, like, they're just like saying nonsense. And, and, like, and he's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm just trying to get money. Oh my God. Your impressions of everyone in this movie are so Thank good. You. Thank you so much. Like, do an impression. Okay. That was Denny and that was Johnny. Do an impression of Mark. You want one of his lines? Is I just yeah, saw you. What are you talking about? I just saw you. What are you talking about? Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Let's do Lisa. He's boring. She says at one point. Um, let's see. He's boring. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> cool. Great. <laughs> now Chris Art. You son of a bitch! You better give me my fucking money back. <laughs> there was so much random cursing in this movie. <laughs> Like, if there's curse in the movie, there's curse in the movie. If there's yeah. not, there's not. This one, there's not, and then there is. <laughs> and then there's not, and then there is. It felt so random. It was so random. It was so, their cursing just felt so random. It didn't, like, feel like it had intention to build up a scene, to build up a moment. Oh, my God. There Lisa's like... plan during the party. Everyone, let's go outside to get some fresh air. And then everyone left. And then she just closed the door. <laughs> and then she's like, come here, Mark. Genius. And then True they like genius. lay on the couch, and I'm like, "Wait, Mark likes her now." I'm confused. <laughs> and now Mark's like, "No, I love you." Yeah. It's like you just hated her. Two when did seconds. the transition happen? In there the beginning, no at the very least, you got a reluctant Mark. You got yeah. him at least telling you that he was reluctant, yeah. even though his actions didn't show it. And then it's like, "I don't like John anymore. He's a punk." Yeah. What? Johnny's weird. That's what he says. And you're yeah. like, "When did your opinion change of Johnny?" Yeah. <laughs> what happened? It was so strange. Oh my! I wonder if something like this happened to Tommy in real life. Like, I, feel I mean, like that's it, what people conjectured in the disaster. Yeah, I feel like it one of them was like, "Yes, obviously." Yeah, like I'm so 
I don't know. I'm so intrigued by Tommy. Like, I think everyone is. That's the whole thing behind this movie, too, right? Like, it's a bad movie, but it's also hilarious to make fun of. And it's just a funny movie. And then you you, you find out more about Tommy, and you're just like, he's such a weird guy. There's so many layers behind it. So, we can cut to the end of this movie, because there's not much more to talk about. So, okay. So, at least, Johnny locks himself in the bathroom. Early in the movie, you saw Johnny put a tape recorder on. Takes him five minutes to figure out how it works. Puts it in some random place downstairs. And then she makes a phone call to Mark. Saying she's going to run away. And then he leaves the bathroom. And he's he's like, what did you say? What did you say? And she's like, nothing. And then he runs downstairs. Just leaves and then she's like, waiting. Like, what's happening? What's happening? And brings back the tape recorder and then presses play. Yeah. And it's the exact moment of the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> and it's like, you put that tape player on 10 hours ago. Yeah, I know. It's like, how much tape was in that thing? <laughs> and how did you have the perfect... I don't know, man. I know. I don't know. I know. It was and then it was hilarious. her saying, I want to be with you, Mark. And yeah. then she kick, he kicks her out. Or she leaves. I don't remember. How did she leave? I think she just leaves. And then... um. She just leaves, and then he kills himself. No, he has a rampage. He goes on a fucking rampage. He goes on a rampage. Which is the best scene. He just starts uh, destroying things. Uh, knocking things over. He throws a TV out a window. And then That's the, the best And then it cuts scene. to the window, uh, to the TV, TV smashing on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking art house film. <laughs> that was going to be in slow-mo and heavily yeah. music playing. It should have. Who can say when the wind blows? <laughs> Come on. Someone make that cut. That would have been great. Slow mo um, cut with that song over it. I'll do it. Great. Um, and then, and then he rides around on the floor with the dress, tears <laughs> it apart, and then he shoots himself. And then Lisa. And they slow mo him falling back. Yeah. Do do do. That's bad slow mo. <laughs> and then Mark and Lisa come up, and they're like, "Oh no!" And then Mark's like, "You bitch! This is your fault." Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? And she's like, no, I love you. And he's like, I don't love you, you fucking slut. No, tramp. Tramp. He's like, you fucking tramp? Yeah. And I was like, what? (laughs) You just loved her a minute ago. I know. That's so weird. And then he's about to leave her. And then Denny comes up. Yeah. And they're like, no, Denny, don't look. And he's like, no, this is your fault. (laughs) And then they all almost leave, but then they all come back to the body and cry a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene was confusing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, who cares and who doesn't care? They keep changing. At, I can't yeah. tell. At the end, it seemed like they all cared. And it was like, well, why? Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was just so weird. I was really expecting everyone else from the movie to come back, too. Yeah. Like, the blowjob guy and the mom and the friend and the other friend and the psychiatrist and the other... Yeah. And Chris R. to all come up there's the so stairs. There's so many characters in all, this movie. Oh, my God. There's so many Like, why? There. The movie is about, like, a core group of, like, three... It's about three people. And Denny. <laughs> I would argue this movie is just about Denny. <laughs> <laughs> this is Denny's journey. Okay, yeah, and, the then, and then and then and here's the last question: mm-hmm. What the fuck does the room mean? <laughs> what room? I don't know. What is the room? Know. It's the room we're all in. It's the room of life. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what the room is, dude. Like, oh man, I would love. What? Why did you name it that? I just asked. That's I don't crazy. know. Did you not think about that? No. 
school. I mean, I did think about it. Yeah. I just don't know. I like haven't come up with an answer. I don't think anybody has come up with an answer. I'm sure he's come up with different answers. I, I watched an interview with him, and I forgot what he said, but I think it was something along the lines of like the room is just like the life. Like it's, it is where it happens. I don't know. Okay, so let's go to the disaster artist. So, but what did you? So before watching disaster artist, what did you think of the room? And I went to sleep. <laughs> well, no, I actually went to sleep halfway through the room, and then I finished it, it finished because it. it was so bad. Like I fell asleep, and I was like, "God damn it!" And then I woke up, and I was like, "I have to finish this stupid movie." Uh, and then immediately I watched Disaster Artist. Stayed up because it was, that was good. But so you found no joy in watching the room? No, that's fair. That's interesting. No, why would I enjoy that? Because <laughs> it was funny. It's so bad. Oh man, I, I wasn't in on people, the joke. People watch bad movies a lot, and I, I feel, feel like, like you're supposed to watch a movie with that with people. Yes, I'm I watched sure. it by myself. I watched it by myself too. It's yeah, but you're weird. I am weird. But I thought right. you were also weird with me. And now I see that I'm just weird alone. Stop being such a Denny. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to sell drugs. So I can be with my girlfriend after I graduate college. So you can meet your girlfriend? Be with my girlfriend after I graduate college. He doesn't college. have a girlfriend. Did he say he had a girlfriend? There's a girl that he's interested in. That's what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he wants to, he said. Mark, how's your sex life? Let's talk about your sex life. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> I'm not sure where I stand. What <laughs> fucking weird. Okay, so no, I didn't like this movie. Okay. Did you? How long ago did you watch it? I, I feel like you used to not like it. I feel like I watched it and then I like couldn't bring myself to. I was just like, "What is this?" You probably movie? hated it, but then I you realized you kept it, thinking about it, and, and then, then I, it became it, how it, like, haunted it was. me a little bit. And then I had to watch it again, and then I was like, "Yeah, no, I like this movie now. It's good." Because a lot of bad movies nowadays, like bad watching bad movies is a thing, right? Like it's 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 part of culture. People like doing it. People like watching bad. I only movies. watch good movies. Okay, cool. Not all of us watch bad movies and think they're good, but some of us watch bad movies because they're bad. I'm sorry. Do you watch bad movies because they're bad or because they're good? I don't watch bad movies. I don't watch good movies. That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna give that to you. I'm just gonna not talk about that anymore. Talk about what? That you don't watch bad movies? Yeah. You never watch bad movies? On purpose? No. Oh, okay. On purpose. I watched the movie and it was bad, but then I've said it's bad. That's fair. But you don't watch bad... You don't go to a movie knowing that it's probably going to be bad. Watch it. Like Trolls 2 or something like that. No. Something and, like shit. Why would I watch that shit? Oh my god. Really? Yeah. You never do that? No. That's crazy. I got time. I, got time. I ain't got time to spare. What about American Mall? That's a great film. Oh my god. You actually like that movie? I'm still not convinced. <laughs> yes, I like the movie. Go listen to the episode, dude. I'm still not convinced. Adamant. I just asked our friends to have a viewing party. I'm still not convinced. That wasn't that you a like joke. It. If those guys were like, let's watch American Mom, be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's been about a year since I've seen it. No way. We're coming up on a year. I'm still. I'm I, still. I gave that movie. I had to buy a second copy because they gave my first copy to a girl that I was interested in to see if she would like it. Oh my god, is American Ball your test movie for relationships? Yes. Oh my god. That's why I'm single, probably. <laughs> okay, so I guess how you felt about The Room is how I felt about American Ball. Where you were like... I don't understand how, though, because American Ball <laughs> is a good movie and The Room is trash. Like, I don't understand. Look, I don't understand. Like, the, the, the concept of apples versus oranges is completely right, right here. Okay, I guess I guess Yeah, so. they're both fruit. Yeah, I guess they're both movies. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. okay. But I'm allergic to oranges and I like apples. So. You're allergic to oranges? It's a metaphor, Margo. <laughs> well, are you allergic to like strawberries or something? No. Oh, man. You just don't like them. What kind of punk ass bitch is allergic to strawberries? You. <laughs> no, no. Oh, um, I'm allergic to onions. Oh, uh, onions. <laughs> Marcus is laughing because I used to not understand what, how allergies work and he had to explain it to me. <laughs> it was one of those holes in my knowledge where I felt like a six year old on top of my dad. And he always laughs at me about it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> we should have done a commentary to the room. That's what we should have done. Yeah. Um, okay, so I also had you watch The Disaster Artist. And we're going to talk about that right now. Cue Disaster Artist music. We should actually be prepared and have music cues. I am all the music cues. That was actually a pretty good music cue. Got I it. I liked it. <laughs> Alright, so the disaster artist starts off. You see Greg, played by Dave Franco, in an acting class. Is that the beginning of the movie? Yeah, that's the beginning of the movie. Am I recording? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this part of the podcast where Nick checks to see if we're recording. <laughs> he likes to wait about an hour into it. Yeah, to, I don't want to I don't want to mess with the flow, you know? <laughs> um, so we see Greg, and he's in an acting class, and then he sees Tommy, and he's impressed by him, and then he makes friends. And that's the whole movie. I don't even know how to talk about these movies in concurrentness to each other, because now I'm just about to talk about the room all over again, <laughs> but from a different perspective. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So this movie expl- this is the behind the scenes, is, right? It's a, yes, it's based on a book written by Greg. Yeah. Um, and where he goes behind the scenes and talks about the making of Disaster Artist. From his perspective. Right. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and so... And so... You are correct, sir. This, this whole, go on. This, the whole, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, go on with what? I was like, I was done talking. <laughs> um, so the entirety of the Disaster well, Artist is Sometimes one of us stops talking and the other one is like, I didn't hear these. <laughs> You're on, you're on a fucking roll. You should keep going. And so the disaster artist um, goes on to talk about the room and, and show kind of a story about the two friends, which I really liked. I liked that they framed it in that way and it wasn't just bashing Tommy for being like this weird guy. Because it could have easily done that. So you're, hold up, you're arguing that this movie does not make fun of Tommy. I think that it, hmm. ah. I, it doesn't just make fun of him. It's not the only thing that it does. So you don't feel bad for Tommy? I feel I do feel bad for Tommy. That's the thing, though. I felt bad for Tommy at the beginning of the room. <laughs> as soon Wait. as he walked in and the dubbing started, I was like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> no, I'm saying I feel bad for him, and that's that's why I don't think... That's why I think the movie wasn't just making fun of him. Sure. You yeah. know, like, it wasn't a bashing session. Makes sense. It wasn't a trick question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Oh, no, I'm saying... <laughs> but, that, that, but that's just the thing. Like, Unlike Captain Fantastic, away, I agree with you. <laughs> you come away from this movie... Thinking that, like, oh, shit, like, I, I do feel bad for this guy. I, like, he wanted to just go in making a movie. And that's a, that's something that, like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Right? Like, I feel like, like, as an actor, you want, and as a creator, you want to make stuff, right? Yeah. Like, but I now always have just, something that I want to create. Now it's just so different than it was, you know, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, now it's so much easier. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, like, he, at that time when... There was like a glass when there was a fucking ceiling and you had to break through it in order to get anything made. You know what I mean? You had to have the money behind it to do something. Why is it a glass ceiling? Why is it just? A, I feel like I said that wrong. Is well, a glass ceiling has to do with like women? Does that mean it's invisible? 
is saying glass ceiling just reiterating the fact that it's a metaphor? Don't when you say breaking the ceiling, isn't that enough of a metaphor? Why do you have to... Isn't that a little hat a hat? Breaking a glass ceiling? Versus the ceiling? Because well, it's, cause the, cause when it's the easy? When the are, you trying, breaks, are they saying that women have it easy? Because all they got to do is break some glass? glass breaks, it hurts you. Regular ceiling. It hurts more because it's break. You, that doesn't hurt. Okay? Glass hurts more than bricks. We got to figure this out. Hold <laughs> on. So a glass ceiling. What's the difference between a regular ceiling and a glass ceiling? It's just explaining the metaphor. One's made of glass. You son of a bitch. I hate you so much. One's made Google of ceiling. This. I don't know. Okay. This, what's the answer to this question? Oh my god. Pause while Nick Googles things. No, you can talk. Go ahead. No. We're no. pausing. No, we're not talking. We're ceiling. talking about important things. So, so the... Uh, an unofficial... An unofficially acknowledged barrier to advancement in a profession, especially affecting women and members of minority. But like... Why is it glass? Because <laughs> it's invisible. Why is a is it because it's an invisible glass ceiling? That's dumb. Glass ceiling made of glass. I put made of gods, and now told me Christian glass, glass, glass. All right, let's look at the Wikipedia. A glass ceiling is a metaphor used to represent an invisible barrier that keeps a given demographic from rising beyond a certain level in a hierarchy. Within the concepts, same concepts with the other terms surrounding the workplace, there are similar terms for restrictions and barriers concerning women and their roles with the organization and how they coincide with their maternal duties. These invisible, invisible barriers function as metaphors to describe the extra circumstances that women undergo, especially, you can't, you can't edit this out, usually when trying to advance within areas of their careers and often while trying to advance with their lives outside the workplace. Oh, someone created a glass escalator. In addition to the glass ceiling, which is already stopping women from coming higher in success in the workplace, a parallel phenomenon called the glass escalator is occurring. This can be defined as how more men are joining fields that were previously occupied mainly by women, such as nursing and teaching, and within these job fields, the men are riding right past women and going straight to the top, similarly to the two if they were on an escalator and a woman was taking the stairs. It's a long sentence. <laughs> oh, there's also sticky floor. Oh, In the God. literature on gender discrimination, the concept of sticky floors complements the concept of, of a glass ceiling. Sticky floors can be described as the pattern that women are, compared to men, less likely to start to climb the job ladder. There's also the frozen middle. Similar to the sticky floor, the frozen middle describes the phenomenon of a woman's progress up the corporate ladder slowing, if not halting, in the ranks of middle management. Nice! Now you learned about the inequalities of the gender and racial pay gaps. Mommy track. Mommy track oh is a God. term used to describe women who... You came to this podcast to learn some shit. We're reading right off Wikipedia. Mommy we track learn is a term shit. used to describe women who simply disregard their career and professional duties in order to satisfy the needs of their family. Like Lisa in the room. Great. Concrete, <laughs> concrete floor. The term concrete floor has been used to refer to the minimum number of the or the pr- proportion of women necessary for a cabinet or board of directors to be perceived as legitimate. Second shift. The second shift focuses on idea that the woman theoretically work a second shift in the manner of having a greater workload. This is so much terminology. Not just during a greater share of the Why create jargon? Why make why make these issues more complicated? Well, I'm confused. I still don't understand why it's glass. (laughs) I think someone because yeah, I think they were like invisible. That's the thing though. All you're doing is explain you're saying it's a metaphor in the 
a metaphor. That's dumb. <laughs> that's not how metaphors work. <clears throat> I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I did not hear that. I feel like I did not. <laughs> I feel like you went blank. Also, because you also forgot about what glass we ceiling. About. Regular ceiling. You it's your fault. You brought up glass ceiling. No, it's your fault. Oh, you the glass a ceiling. Of, the, it's not a tangent. If it's important, Marcus. The glass ceiling yeah. of of the no, you used you almost used glass ceiling wrong because you were saying glass ceiling of making movies. Yeah, I, I almost did a thing, and then you talked twenty minutes about <laughs> how I almost you made know a if mistake, you keep referring to but it, you can't myself. edit it out. <laughs> now it's impossible to take out oh because now God. we're talking about the glass ceiling right in terms of so when Tommy broke the glass ceiling as referred to earlier, <laughs> but. Okay, here's the thing. I think you were trying to say that, was it only for women? And minorities? Mostly. Was that your point? No, I didn't have a point. Oh. Um, I just wanted to talk about glass ceiling. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> so this kind of glass ceiling, it's actually better to do an acrylic ceiling, which is no, glass like plastic. I'm just saying it's a hat and a hat. It's dumb. Just say <laughs> ceiling. You can't, it's a mixing of metaphors. Okay, so. Here's my thing that I need to talk about before we Wait, talk about anything else. Wait, let me finish else. making my point. Tommy, what? You already broke through point. barriers, made it through Hollywood, and there's something endearing about that. You said that, and I think people like that. You already said that. Great. Now you're repeating yourself, Marcus. Come on. I'm clarifying because this it was is a 30 podcast. Minutes ago I said that. I wanted to say it again. Yeah, people are listening I was about now. To edit that part. If people want to have this part in, if people are listening now, if people are listening now, that means they made it through that old part. Well, it means they know. You know, they're people left. Themselves. No one's listening now. They didn't leave. They come back though. You dumbass. No, they left. <laughs> they left. You, you think you think you people tramp, sleep ahead? You fucking you think tramp sleep ahead. That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying they left. They literally like, click out of. Then podcast. why repeat yourself? Click out of podcast. The only reason to repeat yourself is if they forgot. No, it's because I'm deleting the whole ago. rest of the hour that we've been talking. You can't delete it. I'm starting from right you now. You can't delete it from right now. Nick. You literally can't. <laughs> okay, so the point that I would like to make about the disaster artist disregarding the fact that we just talked about glass ceilings is the fact that now I'm talking about Tommy Wiseau as a person. This is the weird thing to me. We still don't fucking know? Oh, at the end of the movie. We still don't fucking know where he's from? <laughs> where he got his money? What, are your what his real name is? What are you... Welcome to Conspiracy Corner with Marcus. My guest, Nicholas Nieves, is going to unlock the conspiracies of Tommy Wiseau. Nick, where do you think he's from? I have no idea. <laughs> because if he came from another country, there'd be a record of that. That's yeah, but we don't have access to those records as, like, regular people. This movie is infamous. Somebody would have uncovered that record. You don't think there are people that are looking actively? Really? You don't think so? I mean, maybe. I want to actively look. Yeah. But then it's all, like, hearsay. Because if you're, like, a guy who's like, oh, Tommy had to file for this thing, and then you post his legal documents online, that's, like illegal you can just say that like they hey, literally do that all the time for everybody i don't know i'm gonna google it right now who is tommy Wiseau? i mean if it was that easy to figure out then like you know that whole barack obama thing would have never happened where you had to post many details about why personal life includes nationality age and background remain un- unverified boom and as such have been the subject of intense fan speculation and various conflicting what reports. is your intense fan speculation nick where is he from i don't know you tell me first Poland. I'll piggyback off of you. Poland? He does sound a little Polish. I have a couple Polish people at work that work there. 
and they do sound a little like Tommy Wiseau. Every time we talked, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like Pavel. <laughs> um, uh, how old do you think he is? Now? Or when? When, when The Room was made. In 2002? Yeah. 45? Hmm, good guess. I was guessing early 40s, and I would say that, like, early well, there's that scene 40s. in The Disaster Artist where he's dying his hair. Right? Yeah. So, he's graying. Yeah. And then later, I would say, I would say, like, now he's, like, you know, after what has been like twelve years, now I'd say that he's in his fifties. Okay, I am on a Reddit that says any theories on Tommy Wiseau, and people are asking. I'm just gonna read a couple. Okay, this is from the dude fourteen seventy seven. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner. We're gonna ask people of Reddit, where is Tommy Wiseau from? The dude fourteen seventy seven says, Tommy is an alien who loved American drama so much that he decided to make his own with no understanding on how human interaction works. The money is from the printing. Is from the printing money on the mothership. This like is from Radio Skid. He's Polish and his birth name was Tomek Westzer. Someone found a photo of him as a young man a few months ago. Oh. Granted, that's not proven, but just looking at the photo, I have little doubt that's him. How he made his initial money is a bit of a mystery. I have a hard time believing that he worked his way up from being a street vendor, as Sestero claims in his book, but he was already wealthy when he made the room. That's the one I wrote. <laughs> he is still oh wait what he is still he's still listed as Tommy P. Wiseau as the owner of 555 Beach Street a prime piece of San Francisco real estate that he used to run Street Fashions USA from he apparently now rents this building out to a business that sells spy gadgets and probably other businesses as well the building is huge interesting Shiny X Umbreon says, I have met Tommy multiple times in person now. Every single time, I end up leaving with a pair of his YSO brand underwear. And it... <laughs> Marcus? Yeah? Does Tommy YSO have a brand of underwear? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Can you He's Google that while man. I'm finished reading this? Yeah. Uh, and a feeling that like I just spent a few hours slipped into some kind of pocket dimension. He is, without a doubt, the strangest person I've met in my life. He's too weird for this planet, says Kevmaster2000. Ooh, someone thinks drug laundering. Eyes in the Sky said that. Oh. What do you Eyes think? in the Sky is a good, like, fucking conspiracy name. What do you think? Um. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau does have his own brand of underwear. What? Like, you can buy it? Yep. Huh. Underwear boxer... Uh, designed by Tommy Wiseau. Available on TommyWiseau.com. Guys! Let me see a picture. Yeah, I'll do one better. I'll show you an ad for Tommy Wiseau oh my underwear. God. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Because you need to find this video. <laughs> <laughs> is this real yes you said it was such vi- conviction I I'm, con- I'm convinced this is real it's on his youtube channel oh my god look at it it's the girl that played Lisa in Zestra saying she wears Tommy Wiseau's underwear guys if you did not know we are the first to tell you Tommy Wiseau has his own brand of underwear and we recommend you 
buy some Tommy Wiseau. Okay, just to talk about Disaster Artist really quick. It's a good movie. I do want to buy Tommy Wiseau underwear right now. Jesus like, Christ. Like, honestly, I, I really do. Do it. I will. Do it. How much do you think it is? Let's do it. All right, while you're talking about Disaster Artist, I'm going to look up. Okay, right. so here's the thing about this movie. It's so real that's really good. <laughs> like, okay, so Tommy Wiseau, you find out that he... Um, went to rent camera equipment, but instead he bought it and paid for the whole production studio. He paid for a script supervisor, a lighting guy, the whole crew. And like, oh my god, there's so many crazy things. What do I even want to talk about? He made his own bathroom that he hid with a curtain. That's nuts. <laughs> I love that. Fucking. He gave a big, when he gave the big rousing speech, and said, oh, by the way, that, that bathroom's just for me. For a director. This real movie set. <laughs> No, no, me making mouse stuff. I don't understand. There's a okay. Here's my question. There are really, really strong predatory overtones in this movie when it comes to Tommy and Greg. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I I think I'm a hundred percent sure I understand what Greg's relationship was with Tommy. What do you think Tommy's relationship with Greg was? Honestly, I feel like in the beginning, I, I got the same vibes. I was like, there's something uh, weird going on here. Yeah. Like, he loves Greg. Sure. Um, and I, and I just like, was that a friendship love? Or was that, like, something else? Like, or was he an alien and he confuses the two? Yeah. Does he not understand human emotion? Um, but I, I think that by the end of the movie, I think... Fuck, man. If you t- Like, I don't know. There was I think it was a romantic love. Did you buy the underwear? Bit. So, uh, hold on. After I answer this question. Okay. Okay. So I think there's romantic love, like a little bit of that involved in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because I think that he, I don't know. I think Tommy loves Greg in a way that is a little romantic, but also like friends. Like if, I think if Greg said, hey, Tommy, Oh, like Zach with me. Yes. Oh. Like you and Zach. No, I understand. Zach wants you to want to fuck him. I also think he just wants to fuck me. But I also think Zach just wants to fuck you. Yeah. So... I think, like I could have that anytime. But I also, want. you guys, are I could have that. Sure. So yeah, I but think, I could have I that like anytime that. I want. Yeah, exactly. If Greg at any point was like, "Hey, Tommy, you want to fuck?" I feel like Tommy would say, "Yeah." Greg, Greg, let's do it. Yeah, sure. What's two people? Yeah, that's two. That's two European. You have to do European trying to be American. Oh man, that scene when they ask. Uh, oh my god! Like, when he's doing I, an audition, he's like, "From oh, New Orleans." Where? What? What? Bayou. Oh, I didn't know what you were saying. Can you do it without the accent? And then he just did it slower yeah. and softer. It's like, I am American man. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Okay, so, to underwear update. Underwear update corner. Very important news from Tommy Wiseau. Why is everything website, with you a corner? TommyWiseau.com. That's where I live, in the corner. Um... I mean, I guess you have four corners. He has a t-shirt called "Sit" that says, "Anyway, how's your sex life?" Um, he has a <laughs> lot of like br- cuffs and bracelets. Um, That's so two thousand and two. Leave your stupid comments to your pockets. Oh my god! <laughs> what was that line? I don't know. There's like leave your stupid t- comments to your pockets. There's a uh, but. They are having a sale right now on TommyWiseau.com where you can buy a three pack of underwear. For $16. That's worth it. Um, 
They're ninety five percent cotton. I the other five percent is elastic. That's good, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and <laughs> they're having a deal where for twenty dollars you can buy a copy of the room on Blu-ray and get one pair of underwear. <laughs> you have to buy it. Get one free boxer. Oh my god, you have to buy it, dude. I, I do. I do. I have to buy it and report back. Jesus he does have Christ. a bobblehead of Tommy. Oh, but that's out of stock. That's good. On sale, guys. Hopefully he doesn't steal my credit card information. That's how he's making his money. I trust Tommy. He's, 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 he's a good dude. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. It's worth it. What do you think of this movie? Of the disaster eyes? Yeah. Um, I I really liked the movie. I like I said earlier. I like that it wasn't just bashing Tommy. That was honestly I was I was scared of that because I it's very easy to do. A lot of people do the whole like I'm going to tell this person's stories but shit on them a lot or show, vilify them a little bit. Um, and this movie sh- kind of makes him a sympathetic character, uh-huh. and I think that that is. A, a nicer portrayal of a human being and like there's a wide range like yes he is being an asshole but yes also he's kind of like a flawed person um and yes he sort of is this enigma and sure the fact that he i also like that everyone was very reactionary too to the crazy shit he would say you know what i mean but also you could see how he could get away with saying crazy shit because people are <laughs> Because people, uh, try to talk this whole time you put shit in your nose. That's funny. I'm trying to be like Tommy. <laughs> but I could also see how you could end up in a situation where being around Tommy and hearing all this crazy shit becomes your normal, you know? Um, and I like that, that scene where, um, what's his name? Greg almost gets cast in Malcolm Middle. And, that but he like up. gives up that role because he had to film and Tommy wouldn't let him have the day off. And that was so messed up. And they were already 12 days over on that day. Yeah. Which is like nuts. And, and also, it made he, you feel so bad for him. And also, why did he have to shave? I, I, I think. I didn't but notice, like, but is that a joke in the room? Like his beard keeps changing the whole thing? Like different lengths? Maybe. Because it seemed like it did during the disaster artist. Yeah, they didn't yeah. film in sequence. Yeah. But I also think it's funny because I think he had to shave because it might have just been. Wait, no, he he had to shave. Shave for the tux. I thought he had to shave. I honestly was thinking that he Tommy made him shave because he needed the beard for the other role. That's why I was thinking. But then I realized that the shaving scene was already scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why he made him shave. That was just like random and dumb. Well, he said it was a metaphor. But, like, it's just random and dumb. I don't understand what the metaphor is. For change? For youth? Right. I don't know. I, that made that that was the only scene that made me was like, I gotta watch the room again. <laughs> to understand the beard. To, like, track the beard as the movie goes on. Yeah. Here's the thing about this movie. Everyone's fucking hilarious. Like, Seth Rogen, Paul Shear, yeah. um, the girl that played Lisa, the guy that played Denny, the guy that played... Everybody, yeah. everybody, everyone's just fucking great. But like, Dave Franco, so Dave Franco all the time. You think so? I think so. He just has such a unique timber to his voice. Mm. It's like, it's like, it, it's so I can't even do it. Yeah. Um. 
But I, at least I thought so during the movie. But then they did the scene side by side scenes, and I was like, oh no, I guess this is pretty spot on. <laughs> I guess that's pretty spot on. I love the end that they did the side by side scenes, so you can truly see like how accurate these depictions were. Mm-hmm. And it's so I don't know, it's just so nuts. The the fact that they were able to make the disaster artist and like get it off the ground. There's and, like, so many crazy. Make things. a movie about a terrible movie that has. This cult I love the scene where Seth Rogen, as the script supervisor, takes his check to the bank, and he's like, "I'm gonna try to cash this. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna work." He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And the and then he's like, "It worked." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "There's money in that account," and the banker, super illegally, is just like, "Yeah, it's basically a bottomless pit." Yeah. And I'm like, "What? Where's he getting this?" I didn't know he was rich until that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be a whole subline, like how he got this money. But he like, spent no, like he's just, no. over six million dollars. Yeah. Said at the end of the and now he's made it back. Yeah. Which is nuts. Which is good. Yeah. And he also kept him in that theater for two weeks to be Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Oscar uh, worth, um, in contention for an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, that's so. He's. He... And then James Franco won a Golden Globe for yeah playing him. Yeah. Was it actor? I think or was so. Was it directing or the I film? Know. I think it was. I think it was. No, I don't think it was actor. It was Oscar nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, and it won Best Performance for an Actor by James Franco. Mm. It was nominated okay. for Best Motion Picture, but he won for acting. Nice. Which I get. He yeah. was fucking that guy. Yeah. So what do you think of Disaster Artist? I liked it more before we started talking about it. Really? Yeah. Why? Because well, it reminded me how much I hated the group. <laughs> oh. oh, man. And I was so mad at it, and then I saw this funny movie, and I'm like, oh, great, it was worth it. And now yeah. I'm like, ugh, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, it was. Come on. Uh, I guess. Now you, now you can say you have watched The Room, and I feel like you can watch it with friends and like be. I'm no never going to watch this it. movie ever again. I feel like you're going to watch this movie again. I'm never going to watch it This is going to be someone's test movie for you, Nick. And I will not be together. <laughs> we will 100% not be together. Here's the thing. I just. I liked, I enjoyed watching The Disaster Artist, but, like, it didn't give me, like, now talking about it, looking back, it was like, it didn't give me any of the answers I wanted. Yeah. It just added more questions. That's fair, but, also, I mean, also, it's, like, it's hard with real life shit, you know what I mean? Like It did great. It's based on a true story. And it it's, did great, and I believed all how, of it. And even Tommy himself said If no one knows the answers, then, like, Even Tommy himself said it's 99% answers? right. Yeah. You know? Like, he said that. Um... I saw an interview or something. But, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking weird. It's it weird. Is... And then, what do you think of the, um, the fact that it was kind of snubbed at the Oscars? Uh, I, I feel like there are other movies that also do. With the Oscars, I feel like it's hard because I think everything, there's so many fucking movies that are out and they all kind of deserve it. It's not what I mean. A lot of people think it got snubbed because of the sexual harassment. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like uh, it's weird because I feel like with usually with those more information comes out afterwards, and I feel like with this one, it kind of just went away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was that. I found that, that to be a little weird. The whole situation was weird because there was a lot of here. He said, she said. Yeah, we're but, normally... but we're so but but usually it's like a good account, like a newspaper yeah. breaks it or something. Yeah, but this time it felt like very like hearsay. It felt Facebooky. Yeah, which is a little weird. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to discredit anybody's story or anything, but even, I don't remember what the cases were, but, like, it just seemed vague. And it just sounded like he was inappropriate. Yeah. But, you know. That was know. all. That's all I was like. 
<laughs> what do you think about the it being snubbed? Oh, hold on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think it's interesting because he fucking won the Golden Globe and he didn't even get nominated. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think he should have at least been nominated. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't have. This allegation's true. No, he shouldn't have. I don't know, man. It's such, so tough to have an opinion nowadays on this stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like you don't want to get into trouble. And also, you don't know who, like, what's happening, what's going on, and mm-hmm. you don't know you weren't there. It's getting harder and harder to separate the artist from the art. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like... Artists from the art. Did like James Franco direct this too? He did, right? Yeah. I feel like some people... It's all directed. It is. It's yeah, good. It's fucking funny. It's good. It's pretty spot on. So... And I get it, he's just with all his friends, but it fucking yeah. works. So, Nick, I don't know if you know this. I feel like you do. Uh, but Tommy Wiseau and Greg just released a new movie I in saw the trailer of it. Called Best Friends. I saw the trailer of it on a TV while I was waiting in line to see Ready Player One yesterday. Nice. And what is it called? Best Friends. But with the R is in parentheses because yeah. it's Best Fiends. Yes. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Having watched The Room, and now having watched The Disaster to learn more about the enigma that is Tommy, mm-hmm. what... Will you end up watching that movie? Well, the real question is, will you? Because that's the only way I will. If you see it and you make me see it. I missed the vote on watching the movie. Well, the movie's be, gone. It's going to be out. It's only theaters for two days. So if it comes out to um, VHS or, you know, um, <laughs> to Laserdisc or something, then I might watch it. But Are you saying that because this the room is still like not available to see yes. anywhere? <laughs> I'm surprised they even had the Blu-ray. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know. Because I, I looked at it in stores. There's nowhere to buy I went to, to like three stores to buy it, and I was like, it's nowhere. It is like nowhere. It is You can't stream it anywhere, really. It's hard to find. Like, it would have made so much money if it was like uh, downloadable with the Disaster Artist. Yeah. Or like a double dual package. Yeah, exactly. If he allowed it to be streamed, that would be better. But you have to buy it like directly from him, which is crazy. Yeah, because he's the production company. I know. It's so have, weird. It's not like Paramount released it. I know, but just, it's like this famous movie and you just have to like buy it from one guy. Because he has like some guy that he makes the <laughs> DVDs and he probably boxes them up himself. That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. And I love it. I don't. It's so good. It's fucking weird. Um, I don't like movies like that. I also don't like a lot of the bad horror movies you like for the same kind of true. reasons. Like, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. Think like I don't, I'm not a like, oh, Birdemic's so good. I'm like, no, this is a waste of my time. Birdemic is one I don't like. It was similar to this movie for me. That's fair. Um, but James Franco's funny. Seth Rogen's funny. Paul Shear's funny. Yeah. Oh, but I also love all the comedians that they brought in for Disaster Artist. I thought that was like... Yeah. Oh, it was really it was really fun. It's a good cast. You know? Good fun movie. And also good to see like the, the drama behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. Like I went in thinking it was be a comedy and it was. But also it had dramatic moments. Which surprised me. What, what do you think... This movie is trying to say, because there's this moment at the end mm-hmm. where Tommy's crying in the audience because everyone's laughing at him, yeah. and then he leaves the theater. And Greg comes and is like, "What are you doing? Everyone loves it." It's like they're laughing at me, and then he's like, "Doesn't matter. You made him feel something. That's the point." And he's like, "Oh, you're right." And then they go in, and he's like, "Great, did good, good job." Is the point of this movie that like? It's okay if people laugh at you because you got their attention. No, I feel like, but that's what actually happened. So it's like I don't because yeah, but that's changed. what they—that's where they put—that's yeah. where they put the crux of the movie. Yeah, because at the end he changed. They could have ended it anywhere for sure. 
But he changes the movie to say that it's a dark comedy after that. Oh, see, I after didn't know the, that. the premiere. I didn't know that. So he goes and he changes everything. He's like, now it says that the room is a dark comedy because people were laughing at it. So he kind of went with it a little bit. And I understand you being like, this is the finale of the movie. Like, they made this, and maybe they're trying to say something with it. But it's also, like, what happened. So it's hard to be like, I guess their well, point like, was to say that, like, I don't know. It was it's it had a happy ending. It ended happily in that way. Like, because sure. the movie was a disaster to, to lie in the movie and say that, like. But the careers of these other people were, like, ruined, right? Like, they didn't do anything. But would they have had careers? I mean, you saw how terrible they were as actors. Like, but you also saw what happened in the behind the scenes. Like, there was a the worst script, no direction, bad working conditions, yeah. one takes, and Tommy would be like, "Yeah, it's done, yeah. moving on." Like, is it their fault? I, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it's everyone's fault <laughs> a little bit. I think. I don't know. You think it's just Tommy? I fault? don't know. Yeah, the disaster artist. I don't know. I think the disaster artist pins it all on Tommy. Yeah. Like, why even put these workplace like? grievances and the fact that they didn't have water and like these things without yeah. painting no, Tommy it, it, yeah. as the villain. Working is Tommy the villain of this story? Or is he the hero? I'm not the villain. Who's the villain of the story? I'm not the villain. Who's the I'm villain? a hero. Who's the hero? Who's the villain? Tommy. Who's well, the story? Who's the story about? He says Tommy is the villain. He, he yells at him during arguments as you are the villain. Yeah. And So what's the answer? Marcus? I don't know. I don't think there is. What's an answer. the answer? I think this words? is about human moments, and no, you are not a villain or a hero. You're like a person who fluctuates. No, you gotta choose. Okay, yeah, I'm choosing. He's a hero. Well, he, I think he's a villain then. Okay. Why is he a villain? Why is he a hero? I feel like hero is so much harder to explain. I gave you an out. You can just explain why he's a villain. I don't. I, I. I think he is a bit. I think he's a villain. I think he's a man driven by his. Oh, you're uh, coming to my side now. And determination. Nice. You hear that, guys? Oh, oh, Nicholas winning another argument on the now man. try this podcast. Oh God, he had the money. Let's play a game. Who was right? It was Nick. Nice. Okay. Killing the game. I think Nick's done. I think he shut down. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Nick won the game once okay. again. So Nick, Marcus is giving up again. I was ready to go on for another hour, guys. Uh, I was. Ready. I had so You're much. I had so, so much ready. more You're to so talk done. about for the disaster artist. Uh, we didn't even talk about the wonderful performance by Ari Grainer as Lisa. I was. I had a whole spiel, but I had a game. But no, if we're gonna move on, let's, let's move fine. on. Let's move on. The only reason so I Nick, know her name is because I thought she was hot and I looked her up. She was hotter than Lisa was. Which I feel like was bad casting. <laughs> kind of. But she was hilarious. She yeah. was very she funny. Was yeah. As Lisa. But she was so hot. <laughs> it was a little weird. Okay, Nick. So. Also, like, Paul Shear's wife was in this movie. But, like, for, like June three Diana seconds. Rafia? Yeah, Rafia. June. Yeah. What did you say? June Diana Raphael. Oh, you said it all but fast. So I was like, Jun- Junia? Junia. Junia. Junia Raphael. Her name's June. Junia Raphael. But she was just like. Sitting in a picnic bench for like one scene. Was <laughs> she weird. was. I know. She had like a fucking camera. I was like, what? Well, you can it. get your wife a better part? <laughs> <laughs> well, she actually is in a TV show. And... No, she's in tons of stuff. She's, yeah, a, yeah. she's a working actress. She's, um, but it was just funny because yeah. I I know who she is and I recognize <laughs> her. And she just was there for two seconds. I wish there was more Jace Manzoukas. Oh, I love Jace Manzoukas and everything. I love it when, Tom, when fucking Tommy's like, oh, okay. And they're like, all right, this is how much case of rent. He's like, oh, okay, I buy it. Yeah. And they're like, how much to buy? And it's like, no one buys it. It's like, no, I'll buy. And Jason Manzoukas turns to the guy's like, stop talking. 
if he wants to buy it. I mean, buy it. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns to him, he's like, also, for this kind of rate, you can buy all of us. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, great. And he does it. And this is the one scene where he, they literally, during that hot day, they can't, they can't film when Tommy doesn't show up because he puts the camera in a bag and takes it home with him and brings it to the set. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. During the hot day, he like put the bag. He has a camera. He Let's has go. A camera. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, they probably would have done stuff without him. Yeah. But they literally couldn't. That's so fucked up. I know. See, I have tons more to talk about in this movie, he's but you want to wrap it up, so let's okay, go. Nick, so, what did you think of the movie, The Room, and then what did you think of the movie, Disaster Artist? Um, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding on. So, The Room is a piece of shit. The Disaster Artist is pretty good. It made The Room a little better. <laughs> but then now... Half a day later, I'm like, they both suck. <laughs> no, The Disaster Artist is a very good movie. I think everyone could watch it. I think it's interesting. It's funny. I think it's enough on its own. But watching them back to back was definitely... Yeah, like, my mind is, like, blown. <laughs> that these both of these things exist the way they do. Like, yeah. the fact that The Room exists, mind-blowing. The fact that a movie by James Franco exists about The Room, mind-blowing. <laughs> I remember when I first saw the trailer, I was like, this isn't real. They did not make a movie about that movie. <laughs> but come to find out. Yeah. The idiot. And it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, okay, would you recommend this movie? Uh, Disaster Artist, yeah. The Room, I would never... You would uh, never no, recommend The Room? Absolutely not. Oh, man. Okay, and... If someone's like, oh, should I watch The Room? I was like, you can watch Disaster Artist and you'll get it. You got everything Would you, you watch Best Friends slash Fiends? Absolutely not. No? Oh, man. Unless you watch it and you tell me I have to. I, I want to watch it so badly. I hope it comes out. There's part one that came out... Uh, I'm sorry, there's theaters now, parts? And then there's going to be a second part that comes out in like June or July. Oh, my God. Did James Franco help produce it? I don't know. It would be a surprise. Because they seem like buddies. But now. it's apparently pretty good. Says who? Reviewers. And my brother, Matthew. Shout like out it, to Matthew! Like he's, he's, still not, he's not listening to this point. Yeah, he does. Nobody is. Not this yeah, point. Not this this point, point. They stop when I wear the Wikipedia's on glass floors. <laughs> and sticky uh, floors. And glass yeah. houses. Bricks. Don't throw bricks in glass houses! Damn. Oof. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I will, and I will make you watch it. So, I can't wait to revisit Tommy Wiseau's mind. Um, cool. So that was, uh, the room and a disaster artist. Uh, and Nick, I feel like it's time for you to give me a challenge for the podcast. I'm going to do something weird. Oh yeah. I was going to not, I was going to not give it to you, but then I just found out some information that I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. That makes me not want to wait for oh. two years that I would have to wait to give you this challenge. Okay. Because we're both moving. That's fair. And the pessimist was like, oh, I don't know if the podcast will last forever. But the optimist was like, no. We'll be doing this six years from now. <laughs> but I was like, but do I don't want to wait six years to give you this challenge? I'm like, no. Six years to give me a challenge? Jesus Christ. Well. This is going to be a first. Uh-oh. I'm not trying this guy. Uh-oh. I am giving you... person as a challenge that's right you will have to take in multiple what the fuck
fuck is happening? Things on this person. You're going to have to read some of their book. Oh, uh, okay. You're going to have to watch some of their videos. Okay. You're going to have to listen to some of their music. Okay. Your challenge this week is Amanda fucking Palmer. Ah, okay. So you will have to listen to, and it actually kind of be a lot, but it's also music that you can listen to literally anywhere. Yeah. While you're taking a shit, while you're working. So you will get Amanda Palmer. You will get a dis, you will, I'm basically going to give you all of it. You're going to watch and listen to all of her. Okay. You're going to listen to multiple CDs, watch multiple videos. Oh my God. Read a couple chapters of her book. Okay. Look and study her Patreon. Okay. And her old Kickstarter. One of the okay. most successful Kickstarters on Kickstarter. Okay. Send me these links. I will. Great. Amanda fucking Palmer is your challenge for next week. Okay. You got a road trip coming up? Yeah, gonna consume all of Amanda Palmer. Yeah, you're welcome, Cassie. Oh, God. Listen to that shit. In all seriousness, she's literally my favorite. Yeah, I know. That's and you're why gonna, I'm not gonna pass. You're gonna love it. Well, you can pass. No. It's it's weird if you pass. Yeah, no, it's too Because important. you're going to be losing yourself. It's too important. Okay. That's fine. I got stuff. You want to pass? You pass. No. You sure? No. Okay. Amanda fucking Palmer. I'm saving my pass for Sex in the City. I know it's coming. There's other things on the list worse than Sex in the City. No, there's not. American Mall wasn't the worst. Sex in the City is the worst. I think American Mall will be better than Sex in the City. I don't know. Sex City is pretty great, dude. No, it's pretty terrible. No, it's pretty great. Uh, Saving my pass for Twilight, also. You can't, that's not how this works. You yeah. only get one. I got two passes. Got the substitution. They don't. And I got the pass. Oh, okay. I was like, they don't. This is a rollover minute. <laughs> I thought you were thinking you go to the next year, you just get two passes. No. Well, yeah, I got to use them soon because we're running out of time. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. I, I can do it. Oh my god, it went away. <laughs> I tried to Tommy, it went away. Sign us off as Tommy, Marcus. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. It's time. Ty- Damn, it's too German. <laughs> German. I, I am a German boy. Hold on. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, let's do this real quick. It went away, man. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. It's time. I can't do it. Fuck, it went away. Oh, hi, podcast. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. It's time to thank you for listening. Be sure to leave these beautiful <laughs> people so a review. How did you get so good to so bad? I don't know. I Because I never know how I do things. Like, oh, I just do it, and it's just natural, and then I can never do it again. Say the line, oh, hi. Oh, I didn't do it. I did. I did. I didn't do it. I didn't hit her. Uh, I did not. I did not hit her. I, I, that was so bad. What is happening? Oh my god, we gotta get out of here, guys. Marcus is falling apart. What is happening? He is ripping apart in the scene. I can't do this. I can see him. This is so it's bad. Exploding. Why can't I oh, do this?